0: Well hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast, I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the Boxing Day my Christmas Day, it's Justin Peach. Hang on a minute, are you Christmas Day in this scenario? Yes. God, my, 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 my version of Boxing Day is so much better than Christmas Day. Or well, maybe I'm complimenting you. You never do. Well yeah. I might be. In the history of our friendship Justin, I've never received a compliment. Justin, it's Christmas. Well what's Christmas? How was, was your Christmas? It was excellent thank you, very busy yeah. Yeah, yeah. you get up too much. A lot of family to see. I've, yeah. I have three locations to drive to on Christmas Day. You've so got a lot of family. A lot of family. Some might say too much family. Well, I have none. Well, I've got I've got my close family, but I mean, I yeah. don't have to visit them. <laughs> that, was, that almost went very dark. Yes. <laughs> I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Justin, there's been two fixtures since we last spoke. Two sets of fixtures mm-hmm. um, because the Christmas Day... Christmas period is it's just hectic it's crazy there's so much we thought we were going to do one after Boxing Day but we didn't really see the point because Boxing Day sales there's that as well and the fact of the matter is there'd been a like a day where we could have recorded it and then we've got new fixtures out so the episode's out of date so now what we're doing in this episode is we're going to go through every team in the league and look back on their results from today and Boxing Day so it's a bit different to how we usually do it but Hopefully, you'll enjoy it still. Let's start off at the top of the table, Justin. Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. They are top after a fantastic game this Sunday. It finished 5 4 between them and Birmingham after a last minute. Was it Luke Hailing scored the winner? Uh, no, it was an OG from Wes Harding. Ah, well, there you go. It was very hard to keep up with. Generally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcello <laughs> Bielsa said afterwards, My heart is still going. Oh, would. Like, I I wouldn't dare to even think what I'd be going through in a game mm. like that as a manager as well. Well, as a manager, a a trip, but yeah. I mean, fair play. Uh, so that result for Leeds is a good one after their draw well, to yeah. Preston. Absolutely, in a on Boxing Day. Um, first of all, what did you make of that game? What the the pressing game? Yeah. Um, because I, I got a <clears> bit of stick on Twitter. Yeah, you did. for saying that and um, the deflection was the only thing separated them and uh, that stopped Preston getting a win and technically it was i mean okay. i'm i'm not wrong Gamma. well no technically yes, yes but in the in the grand scheme of things you know Leeds every game they create so many opportunities yeah. to score but teams not- go to Ellen road and they sit back don't they like preston did yeah yeah absolutely i i guess i guess in the, in the essence of it if you don't win you don't deserve to win because you've not outscored the opponent and this obviously is the case against Preston. It's good that they got back into the game, but as we as we know, Leeds Leeds have a real problem at times um, take, uh, putting their chances away. It's something we've said all season. I, I think <laughs> you didn't struggle with that today. No, no, not today. Maybe not. Um, but it, I think it'll be something that we will be repeating again throughout the season. Mm. Um, it's just whether or not Leeds can can manage the games a bit more. Obviously, going into the game this afternoon, they, they definitely took their chances, but. Sorry, so. Yeah, that's it. Um, <coughs> the interesting thing about today's game was that Eddie Nketiah had his first start of the season, strange which one. might also be his last start because, yeah, strange one. from how the reports are playing out, it seems like Arsenal are going to recall him. Um, so we've said it before: yeah. Stryker has got to be top of the shopping list, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Patrick Bamford gets a lot of stick. I think maybe we give him too much stick cause I think the way he fits into this lead side is perfect for them. But I think they need somebody who can do what he does and also put the ball in the back of the net. Well, yeah, they, they Better prob- than he does. Anyway. They need an upgrade on Bamford. Yeah. Um, which might be harsh on Bamford, but for £8 million, you know, his, his conversion rate isn't what it should be for a team wanting to be in the automatics mm. and having aspirations to play in the Premier League because you get to the Premier League it's completely different ballpark isn't it let's be honest you don't get as many chances um, so obviously Bamford is going kind to of struggle in that area so I think going for a striker uh, in January with a view to getting a, a, a top top striker in, in the summer should be Leeds' priority so you're thinking alone in January and then when they yeah. get to the Premier League obviously they'll have more money available um, and the options will be more widely available, won't they? Well, let's be honest; they, they couldn't go wrong with Lyle Taylor. He, he's he's available. Mm-hmm. He, or he he seems available. He gets goals. His all round game is is good. He's experienced, and you know he's he's a goalscorer. I I can see where you're coming from. I don't think he's they, they want they better off getting somebody who's younger. He's someone who I think would see him over the line. What this season, which is the important thing at the moment. You think he'd be better than Bamford? I think he'd be he'd take his chances more than Bamford. You go back to Charlton at the start of the season; they are outperforming their um, their XG. That's because they took their chances, and Lyle mm. Taylor was at the centre of that. Okay, okay, I can see where you are coming from. Let's go to second, where West Brom are having one hell mm. of a wobble. Yeah. They are now without a win in three; only their second loss of the season against Middlesbrough today. Two nil. A bit of a shocking result, it's fair to say. But what have you made of their shaky Christmas period? Yeah, it's, it's been a really really poor period for them. They got well, to put it simply, they got absolutely battered against Barnsley. Barnsley should have won that. Yeah. Yeah. They got absolutely battered and, you know, you don't expect that. Um Well perhaps... you say that because West Brom have played pretty poorly recently but still Blinded yeah. out results, that wasn't obviously the case. Today. Well, yeah, I think uh, performances and, and, and data-wise is certainly catching up with West Brom. But I think you know this 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 will be a, a turning point for them. You know, Billich will, will see it as a bit of a reality check for him. You mm. know, it's it's he's he's very much a, a manager who's, who's set a precedent to to win, um, which is which has shown over the last sort of... Well, especially through December, where they've not been playing well and still winning games. But as I say, that's catching up with them now. They're going to go into January, possibly pick a couple of plays up um, to compete, especially with Leeds. So certainly I I, I see them improving. I don't see them getting worse. I see them improving because he's going to iron out those mistakes. So you're saying this is just a blip? A blip, yeah. Yeah, because we put West Brom in the category of pretty much promoted haven't we yeah and then this has made me question it a bit but i'm still sticking to my guns for the time being we'll have to wait and see next up in third is fulham they beat stoke 1-0 today and also drew with luton 3-3 in another cracker on boxing day um we'll get on to stoke obviously a bit later on well well later on because they're right near the bottom of the table (laughs) but this result today Good news for Scott Parker and he seems to have turned the corner. How many times have we said that this season? Well, that's it. That is it. They, look as they look like they're just about to really go on a good run, they let themselves down with a few yeah. sloppy results. And I thought the Luton game was going to be one of those uh, sloppy results. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the defending against Luton was absolutely atrocious. It was laughable. Hmm. You know, you, the amount of money they paid from both from sides. More, from, bo- from both sides, yeah. But you, you, you go to Fulham, the amount of money they spent... On Mawson. Um well, on, on the back four in, in general, and the amount of money they're probably on is going to be eclipse what Luton put out weekly yes. wage, which is something I'm sure uh, some managers would bring up. Um, but as I say, the defending was laughable, and it, for a team who have put the money out that they have, it's, it's not good enough. Obviously, they're turning. We think they've turned a corner. We never know with this Fulham side because. Mm. You know, we we take the mick out of Bristol City for being streaky, but this Fulham team is Yeah, they're almost that streaky. They're proving to be a very streaky side yeah. at the moment. I think Michael Hector coming in January might improve things. I completely forget about that transfer. Yeah. yeah. But it could turn out to be the signing of the season in a way. Because it, yeah. if there's one thing Fulham need, it's to strengthen that back line massively. They still need a right back. Yeah. They do need a right back. Badly. And I imagine that will be on the shopping list. But Hector coming in is mwah, beautiful. That <laughs> is exactly what the doctor ordered. And yeah. he, he is a quality defender, by the way. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. fans will tell any Fulham fan who's yep. listening, he was a quality player for them last season. Yeah. The fact that he's coming in straight into this Fulham side, he'll go straight into the team and sort out that defence. Hope hopefully. So. It, it needs it. The it only way, the it. way I think they're even going to lay a glove on Leeds and West Brom is if they saw that defence out. Because let's be honest, the attack's fine. They, hey, I they, think they, midfield could do with a bit of help. It, it, it can, because they rely on Kearney for creativity. And we know cavaliero has been out of form. Knockout's been nowhere near his best this season. Well, the they thing is, they've got so many you know, big names in that squad and they keep rotating. Like, you know, you've know, got the likes of Bobby Reid, <coughs> Hanson, yeah. Kearney, any, Arter... All these players are, you know, rotating around in the midfield and they could really do with somebody to sit beside Kearney, I suppose, really. Because Kearney is their main creative force, yeah, isn't Yeah, absolutely. He? He's not been as good as he was a couple of seasons ago, I think that's fair to say. I think that's more to do with Fulham's style of play, to be honest. Possibly. They're not as... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not dynamic. Okay. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Defence, obviously, maybe another midfielder is what mm-hmm. I'd go for. Yeah. Someone to help out Tom Kearney in the uh, heart of midfield. Brentford, they lost away at Millwall today. Mm-hmm. Bit of a surprise result because considering Millwall's form and Brentford's <coughs> form, yeah. Millwall a bit inconsistent. Brentford mm-hmm. just storming up the table. Lose today. They also beat Swansea on Boxing Day, I should say. I mean, you say Millwall inconsistently. You know, one defeat in ten is... Pretty decent, but there were there were some results in there that were a bit dodgy. Well, they've, they've like drawn they they drew at Wigan, for example. Well, drew with Wigan and Wigan we're going to we playing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, but you know, you know, they're fifth in the form table for a reason. Well, we'll talk about them in a second. Let's okay. focus on Brentford, please. The point being with Brentford, they've lost games like this uh, a fair few times this season. Mm. Uh, you go back the last one to Blackburn um, a few a few weeks back. Same against Sheffield Wednesday, losing two one there. They have these, these blips uh, and it is frustrating because of how much we back Brentford and how good we know they can be. But, you know, credit, credit to, to Millwall in this sense because they've nullified a, a, an unbelievable attack. Perhaps Brentford might struggle this season as it as it goes on because that front three, they still need Ben Rama to come into top form because he's probably playing in third gear at the moment. Well, he's... Ben Rahman's an interesting one because he... From what I hear from Brentford fans, he is playing well, but he's not, you know, putting on the figures like assists, yeah, goals yeah, like yeah. he did last season. He's still being a very creative, yeah. uh, very much a creative force, and he's looking good. It's just from the, the numbers outside. Yeah, the numbers aren't there. Um, where would you strengthen this Brentford team if For you Brentford? would strengthen it? I know they brought in a striker, a Greek striker, and he's not played. They have another striker coming in. Yeah, they've got Marcus Force. I'd recall Marcus Force. Would you? I would. Yeah. Would he play though? I think he could add something to this Brentford side because he's an out-and-out striker. But with the form of Watkins, he's not going to get dropped any time soon. No, but it? it's games like this you can you can chuck Force on, and he's he's an extra body in there. You know, as I say, it's these, these little blips that letting Brentford down. And I think mm. possibly having a central striker who can cause a bit of trouble might might help them a bit. I think. If I had to pick a position, I'd probably say centre-mid, because you've got De Silva, who's been in yeah. sterling form. A bit inconsistent, but he's is still... A, he's a young player. Yeah, he's a young lad, and every so often he pulls a worldie out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He still creates loads of chances, yeah. and if anything, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he attracts a bit of interest from the Premier League, the way he yeah. creates so many chances per game. You've got Jensen, who is a new he, signing. He's just coming into some good form at the moment yeah, as well. Yeah, he's playing really well. Yeah. What they need, I think, is a, is a third midfielder because they've been playing Mococcio recently. Mococcio's a good player, but I think he's just a championship player. Mm-hmm. And if they had one more midfielder in there, I would be looking at this Brentford team and be salivating. But apart from that, they've got a settled side and that's well, important. That's something that Fulham don't have, Yep, uh, which which would help them out. You know, Leeds and West Brom both had, set, both have sailed sides. Um, I think that, as you say, I think that will help Brentford more. It wouldn't surprise me if Brentford went on a big run. You know, last season, Villa, for example, went on that storming run yeah, towards yeah, the end absolutely. of the season. Fulham, the season before that, storming run in the second half of the season, and that's it. You do always have one team who goes yeah. on an incredible run of form in the second half. Mm. I think it could be Brentford. They've already set the foundation for that blistering run. I think they could do it again. And as we say, if anyone's going to catch Leeds and West Brom, it's them. Okay. Do you agree? The, I think they're the only team that i have had any sort of consistency. Mm. It's true. Uh, and they, the, they, they've had that bad spell, haven't they? Yeah. Which was at the start of the season, which is probably best time to have it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Nottingham Forest are up to fifth. Just a few, just a, what, a week ago? <sighs> God. We were saying. Um, Sabu Lamushi might be under a bit of pressure mm-hmm. They've now got two wins in two uh, They beat Wigan today yeah. Not a particularly surprising result What was a bit of a surprising result was beating Hull away on Boxing <coughs> Day Well I think that's the, the sort of the, the Creme de la creme for Forrest over the festive period In the sense that they've beat a team that plays counter-attacking football Which Forest haven't been able to do all season Yeah, And um, I think... That is the that should be the catalyst now for for Forrest. Yeah, and again they've beat Wigan, who put ten men behind the ball. Forrest have a bit more of an emphasis to to play, and, and they've and they've got over that hurdle. And you know, Wigan are a, are a sticky team for a, a few teams, maybe not away from home, but they certainly make it hard for you. And um, you know, Forest have come overcome two two really big tests for mm. them. Just looking at the game, uh, Wigan did have a few chances, but it's not. Gone to plan for them. We'll get up to them later. Yes. Uh, but with forests pulling out these two results, are we getting back on the forest bandwagon? Uh, like I said, I never, I never got off it. I questioned it. No, wait, I never got off it either, did I? Yeah, I was thinking about it. You were, you were. It was almost, it was borderline betrayal. Mm. I am still thinking about it. These two results, good results. You got, you can only beat what's in front of you. Still thinking about it. There, there's a lot of teams going, hovering uh, yeah. around the playoffs yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous I don't think we've had a season like this <coughs> where there have been so many teams you know hovering around the playoffs yeah. I mean just looking at it now there are four points separating Brentford in fourth and Blackburn in 13th it's competitive very competitive but sticking with Forest what were you going to say well we're coming uh, we've mentioned it already we're coming up to January which again for Forest it's a very important time mm. for them to be strengthening you know, As we said, I feel like a, uh, another striker would be would be huge for them, yeah. a creative midfielder would be huge, and, they, and possibly another winger as well. They, they probably say. need three players, and unfortunately, those three players, they're in positions that cost the most money, mm. which is the sticky point. So I'm thinking maybe a couple of loans. Well, doing a rumour on Twitter the other night, was that Wait, Carvalho? What? Do, do, a rumor doing the rounds is what well. I was trying do, to say. Doing that. a rumor. On doing Twitter. a rumor. I'm <laughs> doing a rumor. We're doing a rumor. Uh, a rumor doing the rounds on Twitter the other night was that Carvalho might be leaving. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, we got a bit of a mixed reaction from Forest fans. But what would be your stance on it? I'd. I'd let him go. I don't think he's been as creative as, you know, they, what, did they shelve out for 13 million for him? It was a lot of money. You you need numbers from that. You need assists and, you know, goals from that. Mm. Being a Derby fan, Tom Lawrence is the most frustrating player there <laughs> and I think uh, Carvalho would fit into that category. You know, they're Mercur- the, uh, Mercurial, they are very, very good playmakers on their day, but uh, when does that day come? It's too inconsistent and this Forest side needs a player they can rely on and Carvalho is not that player. No. Yeah, absolutely right. Interestingly, Lolly got dropped today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adoma, in and out the side. He's he's a player you completely forget moved to Forest and he's an experienced championship player. (laughs) They do have these players in advanced positions who should be providing the creativity that Forest needs but it's not happening and if they don't sort it out I fear they might fall out of the I mean when, when games get difficult you know you're losing 1-0 away from home you want to rely on a player I don't think Forest have that no. I think they're a very good team they're a very good unit they're a very good squad but they need individuals in there that can bail them out Lolly did that a lot last season for him. not done it this season mm. they need someone who can do that they need someone just to provide a spark and they do yeah, have the players absolutely. who can provide the sparks but it's not happening enough Yes. We need more sparks, please. Yes. Chef Wednesday. They are sixth, but they lost to Cardiff mm-hmm. today. Well, another one that's a bit of a surprising result, really, considering Cardiff's away form. Mm-hmm. And we've said it already. The teams hovering around the playoffs lack consistency Yeah, rather alarmingly. But what do you make of this result? Um, I mean, the Cardiff result is not as as bad, but... It's the Stoke result you go back to. That set day. that set a very bad precedent for Sheffield Wednesday, just because Emont came out and said it. They didn't just they just didn't play well enough. A draw would have been harsh on Stoke. Um, so you know, going into the Cardiff game, they, they sit side by side in the form table. So mm. it could have gone either way. Draw might have been very uh, good result for both sides. But as you say, Cardiff have been in and out of form recently so getting the result again is a bit of a surprise but then again as I say the Stoke result set a bad precedent for Sheffield Wednesday Would you say they've undone a lot of the work they've done already in January and I'll say that because they beat Brentford, Forest and Bristol City in December Mm -hmm. which are three pretty impressive results it's got to be said and then Stoke we all know how terrible they've been this season lose to them and then also lose to Cardiff well I don't think they've undone work you look at all the teams competing for the playoffs you could say that about every team in the playoffs at some point they've undone good work Mm. um, because of how I mean to, to be absolutely fair how crap every team has been you expect teams to be playing much better and just no team has set a standard yet in the playoffs the hunt for no. the playoffs no. um, and Sheffield Wednesday unfortunately they fall into that category yeah that's absolutely fair absolutely fair where do they need strengthen in January it's difficult it's it's really difficult with Sheffield Wednesday just because we have no idea how financial fair play is going to work with them no. um, I think you know one of the Murphys that's there is it Jacob or Josh I always forget I always forget as well don't worry A. Murphy they're A- both put pretty much the same player but person anyway so the Murphy twin that is at Wednesday right now hasn't really hit the heights and I think they need a, a winger in there that's going to take the load off Kadeem Harris in terms of supply goals wise you know they've relied on Fletcher a lot Neuho is a nuisance but he's not a reliable goal scorer um, Sam Willow's come back into the side recently I love Sam Willow <laughs> I love Sam <laughs> and Jordan Rose obviously got that hat trick the other day but he is not the same player that he once was he That's will beautiful. be. We hope he will be, but he will not. Be. He will be. Let's be honest. I mean, you said they need another winger. They have got Adam Reach. He's been forced to play more centrally recently because of, I presume, injuries. Um, but <coughs> he can play on the wing. If anything, they could do with more of a central player, I'd say. Well, they've got well, They've got a lot of central midfielders, though. They've got Plobicy, uh, Hutchinson, more than Bannon. More number 10. Than Maybe, anything. but Gary Monk doesn't play with a number 10. Well, he kind of did today. He played Adam Reach kind of behind Winnell. So, if he is going to play like that... Because he, he used known for playing two up front, but he didn't really do that today. He has done it in the past with Nuiu mm. and uh, Flatter up front, the dynamic duo. But, <laughs> Screams uh, flared, isn't it? Yeah, may, maybe <clears throat> a number 10 might help them out. Uh, I mean, perhaps. But as I say, they rely a lot on their wingers, so... I think a, I think a winger would be the the better shout. As I say, you know, Gary Monk doesn't play a number ten. He plays, with, he prefers two up And I think if you've got a winger on each side who are both informed, both getting at backs, they can they can afford to be a lot more direct. Um, That's what I mean with reach, though. Reach could play on the other wing. Yeah, but he's not been the same player since he had that season where he he's, <laughs> well, he's just, just scoring from thirty yards out every game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just he's not really been the same player um, no. for me. Okay. Fair enough. Let's go to Preston. They are seventh in the table. Lost to Reading today at home. Another bizarre result, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Boxing Day, they drew with Leeds, which we have briefly spoken about already. the The, the Leeds performance was a very good performance by Preston, wasn't it? Defensively, yeah. absolutely sound. Yeah, and no, they definitely. looked a lot better than some of their showings, i.e., Cardiff. Yeah. where they looked pretty toothless really yeah you know, beating him four up until the Reading game we say it was a bit of a surprise result but you know Reading are eighth in the form table mm. so they're, they're doing quite well at the moment so it's, you know, you want to say it's no shame in losing to him you don't want to lose in any game but Reading are picking up form um, you know this pressing side still needs to nurse players back in um, so I don't think they're really going to get anywhere near their best for a few more weeks well that's it into injuries I've hit them so hard what they need in January is pretty obvious, isn't it? They need an, a striker, first of all. Dave Nugent. They need a striker who is going to get goals <clears throat> for a start because Maguire, we already know, is not pulling his weight at all. Nugent, he's just. If I, I said this at the start of the season, he's just providing something in the changing rooms as far as I'm concerned. And then Nugent Stockley. And then Stockley hasn't pulled his weight, really, either. Um, maybe do with a couple more creative players as well. They've they've got a creative side. As you say, you, you nurse these players back in the... You know, they've, they've barely played Tom Bayliss as well, who is a huge... Has admiration all over the data community. Yeah. It, it will come into the side eventually, though, you, won't you'd, it? You'd hope but so. At but at the but moment, that's not what they need, because they've got, obviously, Pearson, Gallagher, Brown... Johnson when he's back. These, of all central players, maybe a winger, and then Barkhazen's been in half-decent form this season. He got yeah. dropped uh, today. I think the thing is with pressing is they've got players in every position, and they've got a fair bit of depth in, in each position, but it's whether or not these players are good enough. Mm. Um, they have, they, they, there's clearly potential there, but it almost feels like this pressing team is, is constantly improving. Mm. I mean that in the sense where players are developing not necessarily... Results-wise, but certainly, you know, in terms of potential and whatnot, you know, they they seem a middleman club. They're they're a team where, you know, eventually these players are going to end up somewhere else and do better. It might sound harsh, and I, I don't want that to be the case because I've I've really enjoyed pressing this season. But as I say, they've got a lot of depth in positions they can't afford to pay out any more because of they just can't compete financially. So I think they're going to end up just outside the playoffs, mainly because these players aren't probably good enough to be consistent. Mm. Okay. Next up is Bristol City. Interestingly, according to Twitter, before this game, where they beat (laughs) Luton 3-0, according to Twitter, um, there were banners out at Ashton Gate calling for Johnson to be sacked. What do you make of this? Uh it's strange, although did the same tweet question the source of the original tweet. I don't know. I just saw it <clears> somewhere. <throat> Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't see any reason why it'd be a lie, really. I mean, it's interesting, but where do Bristol, what do Bristol City fans expect? Well, the thing is, Johnson has done a good job, but he hasn't really progressed the club over the last few seasons, has he? I think that's fair to say, because they consistently are just hovering around 6th place in the playoffs the, yeah. and never actually get in. Does that happen when you sell your best players, though? That is true, but you have got to support the club somewhere, are not you? And you can't stop someone who is as good as Adam Webster moving to the Premier League, especially when it's for a record fee for a championship player. Yeah, absolutely. But then when you sign players, these players have then got to develop again. Yeah. So, again, it's maybe a similar position to Preston, where players are consistently or constantly developing bit of a middleman club. Sometimes you've got to question the ambition of not ownership but where the club wanna be. And mm. therefore, do you keep hold of players for an extra year, maybe take the hit on on um, you know, financially to see where you go. Yeah. Well they beat Luton 3 0 today. And then prior to this, it was four <coughs> losses in a row. Yeah. So you can see where the discontent was coming from. Mm. But it hasn't affected their League position too much as I say at the table's so tight that they're only two points off Brentford. Yeah, so it's not the end of the world for Bristol City, is it? I feel like this is just a question I'm going to ask for every team really throughout this episode. But where do they need strength in January? I think, uh, I think this is pretty obvious as well, isn't it? I mean, how many times have we said it? They need they need to replace a phobe. Yeah, they 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 have a very consistent lineup, and not in a good way. You know, teams... Yeah, you Settled side, We I mentioned, Brentford, Leeds, West Brom, they have settled sides, whereas Bristol City have a fairly weak settled side. Okay. You know, Andy Andy Vyman's the main man up front, and you don't... And Jeju. And, and Jeju. You don't go to them... They're not a consistent source of goals. Vyman's a good second striker, yeah. isn't he? but you're relying on Vyman to, to get you through games. It's... He's not prolific enough I know he's done well In his season and a half At Bristol City But m- Much like Bristol City of passed He's quite a streaky player He'll go on runs of form Runs of goals And then He'll dry up For a, for a, for a while So A new Top of the shopping list Yes Swansea They are ninth. They Had A really exciting game With Barnsley This afternoon mm-hmm. um, Look out for that On the highlights uh, And then they Got Smashed by Brentford On Boxing Day. Swans, another side who aren't in their greatest (coughs) period of the season. We did say they are relying massively on Andre Ayou last week. And that doesn't seem to have changed. Because he got the only goal Mm -hmm. against Brentford. And didn't get on the score sheet today. And they scored no goals. Well, yeah. Again, January is a bit of a tricky moment for Swansea I don't know how much wiggle room they have financially Mm -hmm. whether they can bring players in they've obviously still got a fair few players there that from a boardroom perspective you'd like to move on because the amount of money they're going to be on well A. U. has been linked with a move away Mm -hmm. even to Leeds is what I've seen so um, I mean he's what 30 and if a club comes offering a few million you're going to Accept it, aren't you? No, absolutely, absolutely. Unfortunately, because he, he's been a he's been a revelation for Swansea. But yeah. then again, he's he's got a wealth of experience. And he's proved he's a proven player. It could do with some lonies, I feel someone yeah. to help out Surridge mm-hmm. at the top. Um, maybe someone to replace Selena because his inconsistency frustrates me. Goes into that mercurial category. That Carvalho and Tom Lawrence sit themselves yeah. in at the moment. It's a nice little. Uh, Team they've got going there Lawrence, Carvalho, Selena. They'll, they'll win 6 0 one week and then yeah. then lose. I mean, they're weeks. so inconsistent that one of them is eventually going to be in form each week. So it might work out. Might not work weather. out. Might work out. There you go. Cardiff for 10th. <coughs> have had a fairly joyous Christmas. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say they beat Chef Wednesday uh, today. Yeah. And then Drew with Millwall on Boxing Day. Um, there you go. Yeah, fairly fairly good um period for them. <clears throat> um I think, you know, Cardiff and Neil Harris would be fairly happy with their progress under Neil Harris so far. They've not really I don't think they've really got going yet in terms of play. They can yeah. they can do better. Um but they're still getting results doing it, which is which is great for them. I think Harris is still getting to know his squad. Um he obviously he, he wants to move players on in January. Um So it it will definitely be an interesting month for for Cardiff coming up and Mm. i say a good festive period is a very good foundation for them going into second half of the season because, as I say, I think they're one of the teams that I think will finish in the playoffs. Like their Welsh friends, and I use that sarcastically, uh, Swansea, they are also very reliant on one player creatively and that is Lee Tomlin. They need a bit more help from... The wingers, don't they? Well, they have players there. I don't think they need strengthening because they've got the quality in the, in the in the club at the moment. Can you say they don't need strengthening though? Because they're not helping out, are they? Well, as I say, Neil Harris wants to move players on in January. Um, whether that means he's going to bring players in is a, is another is another question. But mm-hmm. as I say, they've got players there at the moment that are very very good, or who have been very very good in the past. Um, they just need to get the finger out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, my phone is frozen. There you go. Uh, Millwall are 11th. Excellent. <laughs> they, as you say, were unbeaten in nine mm. and had a lovely Sunday <coughs> after Christmas where yes. they beat Brentford. And then, just as just mentioned, they drew with Cardiff. So, in, as things were going for Millwall, yeah. it's, it seems like things went a bit quiet under Gary Rowett, but they're still very much... In the uh, in the mix for the yeah. playoffs, aren't they? No, they're um, probably a dark horse for the playoffs. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm liking what is what is going on at Millwall. Well, My um, priorities for them again are pretty obvious in January. Keep holding Lee Wallace. Bring it, Lee Wallace at QPR. No, Lee Wallace, Jed Wallace. You having a um, tonight. I, I'm still suffering from the alcohol I have in induced uh, <laughs> the Christmas period. It, it, it is Christmas. Alcohol That's and chocolate. It. That's it. Uh, Wallace. Mm-hmm. Need to keep hold of him mm-hmm. and bring in someone else to help him. But, I fear they might not be able to keep hold of Wallace. Um, it does span up one of those transfers where one of the lower league Premier League teams will come in and chuck 10-12 million at him. Mm. And it'll be hard for Milt to turn that down. How, how much would you be asking for him? Do you think? I think realistically... Five, six, seven million. Really? Realistically, that's what I I think they'd get. But because it's January, that'll, that'll definitely pump up the price. So if you were Millwall's chairman, you'd accept five million? Well, how old is Jed Wallace? 26, I think. And he's been a bit of a journeyman so far. He's 25. But he's so important to this side that if they get rid of him, they're pretty buggered, aren't they? Potentially, but Millwall, I mean, I think Jed Wallace adds a bit of a to be a bit of a cliche, an X-factor to Millwall. Mm. But I, don't, I think they can survive without him um, just because they have this uncanny ability to to grind games out, as they always have done. Um, well, you say that, but one of the main reasons for them grinding out games recently has been Jed Wallace pinging in a free kick from 30 yards, for example. Yeah, but they'll find enough way. Um, I, this is what I was going to say, you know, Rowett needs more credit tactically, to be honest with you. You know, he almost went, you know, flatteringly he went four 3 uh, three four three against Brentford. Um the 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 three four the three four three maybe more of a five two three. But, you know, playing with three forwards against uh Brentford is is pretty pretty ballsy to be honest. Um and as I say, he needs more credit tactically I think he's there. I think he's Millwall's biggest asset now, not not any individual player. Okay. Next up is Hull. They uh, won against QPR on this Sunday But did lose to Forest on Boxing yeah. Day As we say, a bit of a surprising result really for them And a poor one really Considering mm-hmm. how good Hull have been recently yeah. And also Forest not being as good recently um, But they have made amends for it With the win at QPR, haven't yeah. they? No, absolutely I think the, the best way of describing this Hull team Is just, meh Just mid-table They're going to finish mid-table. I I disagree. I completely disagree. I think they will be in the mix for the playoffs at the end of the season. I'm not saying they will get in there, but I think they are a lot better than people realise. They are a good side, but they're they're one of these teams, again, that are just far too inconsistent. And they've had a bad start. They've had bad runs of form. Not like, you know, know, probably worse than the teams that are above them. They've had a few injuries, though, in fairness. Yeah, true. Um however, if the rumours are true about Jack Marriott coming into Hull, I think that changes their forward line up completely. And obviously if you come if you get to the end of January and you still got Jared Bowen, Grzycki and Jack Marriott as a front free, that is a pretty impressive attacking threat. I'm laughing because I just know as a derby fan, you're gonna be incredibly annoyed when Jack Marriott just Obviously, hits form as soon as he leaves. I, I would be annoyed, but then again, Jack Marriott's one of those players that has absolutely frustrated me since he started, mm. uh, since he came into Derby. But he'll <laughs> score probably double figures at all. if he can. Like, I could just see it happening. if he can. <laughs> if he can last again, <laughs> Blackburn <laughs> their thirteenth day. Racked up a loss against Huddersfield today. Is it, you built that up as a win, then, didn't you? Racked up <laughs> a big old loss. Uh, they were winning as well, Danny Graham with the goal. And then on Boxing Day, they drew with Birmingham. Up. Mm-hmm. There you go. What do you make of that? I have great stuff. You, great you, stuff. You, you failed to sell that to me. Um, I mean, Blackburn have been in good form. The defeat is frustrating because they've. Have they been in good form? Yeah. One win in five Okay one win in five You paint it like That's bad but <laughs> How would you paint it? Two defeats in ten Okay <laughs> <laughs> There you go That just shows You can twist anything exactly. Your way if you really want to <laughs> <laughs> Go on um, I, I mean To where Blackburn want to be Disappointing results You know Neil 0 le- nil nil le- At home against Wigan Is yep. frustrating um, Which was just before The Boxing Day game 1-1 um, against Birmingham is is maybe where they is maybe it's fair not, in terms of balance of teams the defeat to Huddersfield is frustrating but they've obviously lost Bradley, Bradley Dak who is their main creative threat yeah. we'll get onto that in a sec because um, obviously that is a massive blow yeah. but they need to replace him in January don't they again and a striker they're one of those teams that are in and around the playoffs who have a um a chance of getting into the playoffs I think if they have any aspirations of competing to get up there they have to replace Bradley Dak yeah yeah, absolutely Um, I'm wary times getting on so we're going to have to rattle through these last uh, few uh, teams one of the last few teams it's off the table but we'll go with it it's the boring half is it the boring half because we have plenty to say about some of these sides but we might just have to roll with it Uh, Reading they have really racked up some impressive results Um, quite recently Three clean so, sheets in a row Four clean sheets in a row There you go They beat Preston today Beat QPR on Boxing Day They're on fire a bit Aren't they? They are And it's it's a strange one Because I go back to what we were saying About them beating Derby They didn't play particularly well They let Derby have a lot of chances 3-0 mm. flat at them But then they 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 Back it up with a 1-0 win Against QPR And absolutely Banger from John Swift. Yeah, um, and John Swift gets another goal today. And, you know they beat a a good pressing team who are competing to 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 get into the playoffs. So it, it's a very good result, a very good runner result. I tell you them. what, Charlie Adam is rolling back the years. He is playing absolutely brilliantly. <laughs> yeah. You you look at the stats from every game <coughs> since he's coming to the side. Yeah, he's playing brilliantly. I can't believe he's. It was a signing that went a bit under the radar in the summer, it? Raise his eyebrows. Yeah, and then he's come in and he's absolutely rolling back the years. It's probably one of the one of the things that Reading team needs is a bit of experience, a bit of a. He is probably now in that category of midfield general now, yeah. Because he's he's getting on a bit, but you know, a bit of experience, a leadership in that midfield, is massively helpful for them. And again, they've got a a fairly good squad. You know, players are picking up form. John Swift's coming come back in, he's scored a couple of goals. Mete's doing well, Zhao's doing well. He's picking up form at the right time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. QPR their 15th. They lost to Hull today. Mm -hmm. Bit of a disappointing result for them. And then they also lost to Reading Mm -hmm. on Boxing Day. So since they managed to turn around their form and get two clean sheets at the start of December, they've now uh, got three losses in the last four. Yep, and conceding a, what, uh, a lot of goals in that time. Yes. I tried to count it up in my head and I'm like, I'm yeah, quick. Very simply, defenders please. Oh, got yes. Jess. Yeah. And trying to make one of those strikers permanent. Well, they're not firing at the moment, are they? And that's one of their real issues. we said if they don't stop putting the ball away. This is when they're in good form. If they mm-hmm. if they if, stop putting the ball. If away. they stop putting the ball away, they're in trouble. Yeah. And they are in trouble. I don't think they're necessarily in relegation battle trouble, but their run of form at the moment is a bit alarming, but there is a big old gap between them and the relegation zone. So they they are they any are, any are roughly around. where they should be. It could get worse that's if fair. if let's say they lose easy. Well that's the big concern, isn't it? Yeah. And they can't really afford to lose him at the moment, can they? Because he, he's their main creative force. The talisman. How much, same question as Jed Wallace, how much would you ask for? It's a bit different because... He's younger. He's younger. Okay. And he's come into... I, I, I think he's... Not being harsh to Jed Wallace because he's a quality player, but I think Ize's is a lot better than um, Jed Wallace. I saw I saw the game against Reading and there was one point where Eze took the ball down in between two defenders in the box he was very unlucky not to get a decent shot off on goal, but the control, the composure was ridiculous. I'd pay twenty, between twenty and thirty million. For him. Really, one hundred percent. I'd I'd be willing to go there. You look at Cessinon. Um, how much should he go for? Eighteen, oh, nineteen no, you're asking. million. No, you ask you, But Fulham did just come down from the Premier League. Oh yeah, no, exactly. So that that might have brought the price down a bit. But I think eze has got a lot more potential than, um, and then then players like Cessinon. Oh. I I I I'm very very impressed by, oh, yeah. What I've yeah. seen of him, yeah, he's clearly at this from this season one of the best players in the division, isn't he? And as you say, he's such a young lad. Yeah, um, how much he goes for, I think QPR would accept probably fifteen million. Um, That'd be disappointing. It would be disappointing, but it is. A I lot I of money at this I'd level, pay so. that for him. I'd pay between twenty and thirty. Oh, for yeah, him. if I was a Premier League club, I don't don't care what level you're at. Maybe not Man City or Liverpool, for example, but the rest of the Premier League should really be having a good look in because if they could have a real player on their hands. Uh, Next up is Middlesbrough, who have absolutely turned it around. It's unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Surprised everybody. I I think it was... um, Yeah, well, no, three three wins on the trot, but a couple of wins uh, in the last 10 games as well. It's been decent, yeah. You know. Two six-pointers out of those last three. And then this one today against West Brom. Yeah. Where the hell has that come from? Let's bear in mind they're missing a few players as well. Yeah. Well, they're having to put kids on the bench, aren't they? And yeah. Some of the kids are having to go in the team as well. But it's working for them, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, you go back to the, Hudders, uh, the Huddersfield game. Um, I think they had six academy graduates starting the game. mm um, Jed Spence looks a quality player as well um, for Borough. Um, but it is a huge, uh, huge surprise. And this result against West Brom, going away to West Brom, inflicting only their second defeat of the season on them, yeah. is absolutely fantastic. And they're as you say, they're, they're rising up the table. When yeah. Fair, some fair might play say, to Woodgate. Fair, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've play. given him plenty of stick, particularly me, for <laughs> saying how inexperienced he is. But it seems like he is really learning mm-hmm. from... The season so far. Yeah. And it's paying off for him. Yeah. So, one of the most impressive things is, is he's getting goals out of Ashley Fletcher. Yeah. Which well, is unbelievable. Which nobody has done so far. No. <laughs> um, I would ask what do Middlesbrough need in January, but I don't think they can afford anyone. So, we'll slowly move on to Birmingham. <laughs> they had obviously that a very interesting game with a. Leeds Yes um, And then Before that On Boxing Day They drew with Blackburn So One point From The Christmas period But Not (laughs) terrible really Because a point against Blackburn Not too bad And then They nearly got a point From Leeds Yeah Well What did they lead twice It was very hard to follow that game They Led at Some point I think Let's They probably did I'm not sure they did or did they? They did. They they let they led at one point. I've okay, at one out. point. <laughs> it's kinda of hard to draw any positives from that. However, scoring four goals against Leeds who are the best defence in the league, that is some job. And I think the goals that they scored, they played very much to their strengths, you know. It was a, it was like last season. Djokovic at the back post. I stand corrected. I don't think they did lead. Either anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, Djokovic Juk- uh, had the back post. It was lovely. Yeah. It was a throwback and Jude Bellingham's goal, he took it so well. Oh, we love Jude Bellingham on yeah, this show, don't absolutely. we? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, striker. they need, innit? Need a striker yeah. and I'd say a creative midfielder. Mm, maybe. The thing is, you've got Crowley and Bellingham. They're two young lads and there is a lot of pressure <coughs> on them to be the creative forces yeah. in this team. And... You're not going to get it every game. And I suppose. that's something they need to address. Not necessarily in the wide areas where those two play. Mm. Well, they can play centrally as well, but they're usually put on the wings. Yeah, um, I think a, a creative midfielder to replace probably Gardner in midfield would go down. Which Gardner? Well. It's uh, Gary. Oh, he's out for the season. Mm. Mm. And then goalkeeper, maybe? Mm. Truman's been better than cam. Well, that's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the next team. It's Charlton in 18th. Now, we can't really talk too much about Charlton because they are playing tomorrow against Derby Mm -hmm. in what is a relegation battle? I wouldn't say a relegation battle. It's a big game for both the teams. It's a hovering above relegation battle. It's I don't want to finish lower table. I want to finish lower mid table battle. Yeah, that's fair. Well, they beat Bristol City on Boxing Day which yeah. was a surprising result. Good result. A very good result though. Um they need bodies. Quite frankly, don't they? They've got bodies. They need more bodies because They need some of those bodies. Physically able bodies. Some of those bodies can't use their legs at the moment. And There's a lot of injuries. Bodies that can use legs would be very helpful for uh, for Charlton. Yeah, just anyone down to the Kitman who can uh, boot kick up, a ball Kick a ball Getting squad Because they had to recall um, Doherty from uh, Bromley Town I think Well he's played really well recently, And he's been playing really well yeah. So he, the step up piece, It just emphasises the step up that some of the players have yeah. had to take It's been, been huge For them And I think it One it does bode well For Charlton Because they've got A very good track record Of blooding young players through But Their form of late Has been Awful and well that's because that of the injuries, win. isn't it? Exactly. Um but that winning against Bristol City is is huge. And I saw some videos that amused me greatly of, um of bitter charter fans getting one over Bristol City fans. Uh, they were they were amusing. Worth a worth a, worth a search. I'll have a look. Huddersfield, they had a bit of a mixed Christmas period. Yeah. They beat Blackburn today but then lost to Middlesbrough on Boxing mm-hmm. Day, one of their Hovering above relegation rivals um, <laughs> I like the new spins with it Yes <laughs> But Huddersfield I've picked up recently Because Under the Cowleys They started off very well mm-hmm. Then it went a bit flat mm-hmm. But now They are Slowly but surely Getting points on the boards And Create a nice little gap Between them and the bottom three Yeah sort of since, the since, they've come in, in yeah, since they've come in It's sort of it's Split up into thirds So they've had a good first third Under the Cowleys A bad middle third And they've picked up again For a a fairly decent not consistent th- but better than how it was oh god yeah bit of form Jesus yes yeah team what do you think needs to be strengthened with Huddersfield mm. I mean Mounier's coming into good form uh, they've yeah. obviously got Grant Campbell's a, a fairly good operator at championship level so I don't think it's goals they I think they need um, possibly a decent left back I like Congolo but he's not Productive going forward As others I'd say the, the defence really Is something I mean, that they needs they, to be they, I mean they've still got Shin Elfie's out for the season Um I've not been overly convinced by Hadar Jonai. Yeah Um They've got Danny Simpson in now Haven't they Which inspires confidence Hadar Jonay has actually been linked With a move away as well But whether that actually Comes to fruition We'll have to see uh, Defence for me is what needs to be strengthened. Someone to help out with the goals as well. I know Mounier's stepped up recently, but they could do with a few more goals for midfield. I think that's been a problem since for, for a while now. That's been really. a problem for a good four seasons now. Yeah, they, they, they've they struggled from goals. I mean, they could probably do with moving players on as well. Mm. Players that are maybe be outstanding welcome. Yep. Derby. They are another team playing tomorrow, but they drew with Wigan on Boxing Day. It was day. terrible. I'm not surprised. Uh, They very nearly lost. Martin Waggon rescuing a point Mm. late on. Derby is an interesting one, isn't it? Because they are absolutely terrible. But if they didn't have a certain former England captain coming in, then I would be a bit more worried about them. Oh, no, absolutely. They're they're at a point where they're not even limping to... January transfer window they can you remember playing Cod Zombies and you get that one zombie that will just like drag itself with yeah, its arm Yeah, they're at that Darby. point that's Derby at the moment <laughs> and that's a weird reference but it works no I like it I that's the best <laughs> reference we've ever had on this show um, that yeah that is Derby and they need bodies everywhere again similar to Charlton but in this sense the players that they have are just Terrible. Mm. I'll be honest with you, they terrible. It'll be interesting to see how Rooney fits into this side, really. Whether oh, he... no. He's going to. I think for the time being, he's going to slot alongside Bielik. Well, I think at the moment, considering how crap the strikers have been, they could do with him up front. Maybe, but I think. But at the same time, you they need a bit more creativity, and Rooney will definitely provide that I think in midfield. Rooney to sit alongside Bielik with Holmes just in front of him will be. The ideal a four-two-three-one that would be ideal. Um, Jason Knight has been the best player this season for Derby, and he's played a fraction of the games. That's that's my honest, my my opinion. Um, it's it's really hard to sum Derby up. No, it's really easy. That's why I'm not. That's why it's kind of hard to find words because they're crap. They're very very crap. They need players in to help. That aren't crap. That aren't crap to help <laughs> Kaku out. I've said all I want to say about Derby. Please move on before I lose my mind. I will move on just shortly after I've uh, uh, had a quick go at them myself. Rooney coming in, as we say, not too sure where he's going to play. Yeah. Um Ryan Conway from The Athletic. He seems to think there's going to be three bodies mm-hmm. at least coming in. So Benkovic has been linked, which is... Mm. mouth-watering for me well you've got they, they have had a few injuries in fairness you know Clark they Shee. have yeah you get they, you get these players in It I think it completely changes the dynamic yeah because they had those players in they had a good run of form sort of middle middle uh, part of the first half of the season they had yeah. a good run of form they had those players in they got injured they've dropped not surprised some Derby fans are they think we should be better they're not mm. they are where they are because that's what they are there you go Stoke. They lost to Fulham today, but they did beat Sheffield Wednesday after two injury time goals. It was, Absolute limbs. I loved it. Yeah, Absolutely loved it. it. But uh, they did lose today, as we say. So with that <laughs> Merry being Christmas. said, Merry Christmas, Stoke fans. They are at the relegation zone, though, which is helpful. And you'd imagine, we keep saying this, you'd imagine they would eventually move away. Interestingly, I'm not sure if this is still the case now. They were the same odds as Derby to go down earlier this week. Interesting. Very interesting. That is interesting. Maybe the the squad depth uh, and quality that the players have at they have a Stoke that might have edged it further up mm. for Stoke. But it's very it's really hard to see how this Stoke side gets out of it by just playing like they did and showing a bit more effort like they did on Boxing Day. Simple as that. I I can't can't see them signing too many players because I think financially, we mentioned it last week, they need to cut the wage bill rather than add to it. Financially, they're fine because... For now. No, I can't remember his name. The chairman has been moaning about FFP because they have a lot of money and they want to pump it into the team. But FFP isn't letting them. Well, pump it up. uh, Pump it up. The um, transfer budget. Okay. That's what, that's, trying, that's what I'm trying to get across. Barnsley, they are still in the relegation zone, but there are signs of life, Justin. I mean, there wasn't much yeah. life at the game today between them and Swansea, no. but they <coughs> are getting points on the board. Yep. In fact, they are unbeaten now since, well, five games unbeaten, actually. Yeah. Um, the draw at West Brom on Boxing Day was a fantastic result. I mean, <sighs> as we say, West Brom haven't been playing very well recently, mm. but Barnsley played them off the park. They were they were brilliant. They were so good and the the the, the goal that he scored was, was great. Um and that's just that shows the, the, the f the difference that um Struber's made. I think what is he playing um Ape Hom Hom? Hom Home He's playing in um, in midfield now and I didn't expect that because uh again going to see them uh, against Derby, I thought he looked terrible in defence, uh, clearly he's doing a lot better in mid- in midfield, um, but he's, he's, he seems to have balanced the team, he just seems to have balanced the team, he's playing mm. players, he's, he's just doing something slightly different, Yeah, players are slightly out of position, but I guess zone-wise, they're operating in the same area, and he's getting the best out of them. Yeah, absolutely, we all know what they need, experience. Massively, an experienced defender would go down very well, I imagine. Can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but if there is any experienced defenders out there, we know a club for you, and it's Barnsley. Does that count as a referral so we can pick up a fee? Possibly. I'm always up for more money. We all are. Uh, Let's go to Luton because they are second from bottom after they lost 3 0 to Bristol City. It's not going too well for old Luton, it's got to be said. They did get a point against Fulham on Boxing Day, which was nice. I mean, as you said, the defend on both sides was mm. confusing. But that's one point in their last six now, which is depressing to say the least. Last five, actually, I should say. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. It's a strange one. We know, I mean, Luton need goals and he need they need defenders. to invest in that team because the team is terrible. I'm sorry. I said Uh, this last week. Izzy Brown is the only one in that team who I think would get into any team Mm -hmm. in the mid-table area. Yeah. The rest of that side is shocking and it needs to be sorted out massively. If Luton do want to stay up or whether they're just condemning themselves to relegation, we'll find out in this transfer window. No, Pretty damning, but it's hard to disagree. I think Alan Sheehan is still on the book uh, on the books at at um, at Luton, and not to be over, not to be disrespectful, but he's not a Championship player. No, no, he's barely a League One player. Uh, finally, Wigan rooted to the bottom of the table. How poor Cook still has a job? I have no idea. He might not do. After this, I think if there's one Christmas present Wigan fans all want, it's for him to be given his P45. Uh, harsh but true. Um, again, watching him against Derby, they at no point, I know Paul Cook, he said it in his post-match pressure, uh, presser and it, it confused me a little bit because they got into good areas but they looked absolutely toothless. Mm. Completely toothless and they've got eight goals in the last ten games. They've scored eight goals in the last ten games. It's It's not good. <laughs> It's not it's good. Not, it's not good. But this is a half-decent side. And I tell you what, they didn't actually play uh, too bad against Forest. They did create a few chances, but you're not putting it back in the net. The results aren't coming in. They Something needs to change. They didn't play badly against against Derby either. Or watch them um, against Blackburn, and they still created chances against Blackburn. But there's no way this team scores without playing a strike. No, they are going down with Paul Cook in charge. Absolutely. If they don't get rid of Paul Cook... Might change. Not sure it will, but it, you may as well give it a bloody good go. It's like completely passed me by, but Nick Powell left in some summer; He didn't replace him. I think Jamal Lowe was kind of, I know they're kind of different players, but I suppose he was expected to fill the creative boots of Nick Powell. But nowhere near it. No, Nowhere near it. It's its its so frustrating because, again, I see the potential of this Wiggins. I saw it. On Boxing Day, and they look the players look good. Anthony Anthony Robinson is a superb left back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I put I put that out on Twitter the other day, and the consensus seems to be that if Wigan do go down, Anthony Robinson will still be in the Championship. Next There'll be season a lot because, of teams after him. Yeah, he has looked a very good player. It is. It was a very many pounds I think they, could, they yeah, cost. Very, good, a very player, good investment. Surrounded by shit. Let's talk about the other news from the week, Justin. As you previously mentioned, Bradley Dack is going to be out injured for around a year after an interior cruciate I knee tell you ligament what, injury. It looked the most innocuous challenge going because the camera, it does. the camera, look the camera was about two yards away from it, and he just it just he just rolled over. It Didn't even look like he twisted it. No, and it was the culprit. Maybe might have been Sam Morsey. He has history. He has previous. Um, he's always in the thick of it. Um, but as you say, it was it was incredibly innocuous, and, it, and it's good for him because. I've not seen him live, ever. And that makes me sad. And I've got to wait another year. That is quite sad, actually. Well, in terms of... It's such an obviously massive blow for Blackburn, and we have kind of touched on it already. But a player of his quality, you'd have thought might have a go in the Premier League eventually. But with this injury, when it's such a serious injury like this, those chances might have taken a big old blow. Maybe. Uh, If he gets back... Uh, and back into form, um, I see him going into the Premier League. Hmm. Um, but it is a hard injury to come back from and you know, wish him all the best. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jack Clark has been recalled from his loan spell at Leeds by Spurs. Yeah. Weird one. I didn't realise. I thought he made more appearances, but yeah, he only made one. No, he made 24 appearances for Leeds last season. Mm-hmm. And then he came back with an extra year of experience under his belt and makes one sub-appearance this season. I just think that I mean Jack Harrison has been in great form this season, and he's got a, he's had to compete with um, Costa and Hernandez for the other slot as well. Not well, surprised. I've always questioned whether he's actually that good because he's Spurs a spent a lot <coughs> of money on him. Yeah, for somebody who what got two goals and two assists last season. I know he's only a young, a young lad, but we've spoken about plenty of players on this podcast who have had more of an impact than he has. Harsh but true, but uh, no, I've got nothing here harsh but true. (laughs) Um, There was a few whispers on Twitter when I put it out about maybe an attitude problem. We obviously wouldn't entertain such vicious rumours, but that is... Something that has been circulated, so make of that what you will. Uh, Speaking of loans being cut short, Cameron Carter-Vickers is having his loan spell at Stoke cut short, according to reports. Spurs have gone in on their loans. Well, he could easily be sent out to a number of championship sides, couldn't he? Uh, QPR, maybe? I guess, but some of the games I saw him play for Stoke, he looked an absolute oaf. He was good at Swansea last season, wasn't he? Very, very clumsy. Yeah. I think he's yeah he's he's a he's a good player and he has ability but their Stoke movie was terrible <laughs> for yeah, him yeah it's just not worked out which is a bit weird really because you'd have thought considering how bad they'd been he might get a few more chances but there you go uh, Birmingham have appointed Alberto Escobar as their new assistant manager he used to work with Slavisa Jokanovic at Watford and Fulham getting them both promoted uh, it's after Paco Herrera left because of family reasons. <laughs> Paco Herrera sounds like a wrestler. <laughs> Moving on from that, but Alberto Escobar, pr- promotion experience, sounds like a good appointment. Yeah, absolutely. There's a good group of coaches there at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. James Beattie, not sure what's going on there. Daryl Flahervin's a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, yeah. Gary Monk is a fan of all of them apart well, from the maybe, one who's in charge of it maybe <laughs> and finally for some reason former Stoke defender Danny Collins is listed amongst the cast for the film Cats on Google uh, yeah it's weird maybe that's why he's got such crap ratings <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that? I mean if it's a new career move good luck to him but Cats has been absolutely panned by mm. critics right so haven't watched it but I imagine it it just doesn't look great. It's got to be said. Uh, at the start of the show, we asked you some questions for us to, no, for you to answer. Three questions. Here you go. Are Derby in a relegation battle? I don't think they are. 68% of our listeners said yes. Fair enough. Maybe a few um, cynical Championship fans. That, that bottom three is really poor. That's yeah. the, I think that's the only thing that doesn't make yeah. it a relegation battle. And they're miles away yeah. from those four. And you have got Wayne Rooney coming in. So, relegation battle, maybe not yet. But the rest of the the championship fans seem to think they mm. are. Would Celtic get promoted from the championship? I put this question out earlier. It got numerous Celtic fans shaping <laughs> up saying they'd absolutely smash the league and be in Europe in a couple of seasons' time. Uh, But 69% of our listeners said no. Well, when Scott Brown is a poor man, Sam Morsey, it's not going good, is it? Scottish Sam Morsey. Yeah, Yeah, I am very passionate about putting forward the case of how much better the Championship is than the Scottish Premiership. Um, I think it's absolutely miles ahead and I don't think Celtic would even getting the playoffs, I think they'd be very much mid-table. I don't disagree with that. I think, oh, I'm trying to reference a player, Alan McGregor, who was mm. absolutely terrible for Hull in his last season with them, is very, very good for Rangers. And James Tavernier, the numbers he puts out is ridiculous. And he, was, he wasn't a very good championship rapper. No, no. The thing is, you have got they, they they have a good player every so often, but I mean, championship clubs do as well. You know, your Van Dykes, your Wanyama's, yeah. Tini's. There's going to be that's good, good play. recruitment. Yeah, not it's not a good, it's not. Gonna, yeah, and that's I what Celtic fans seem to use as an excuse. But uh, the final poll was: Is Gavin and Stacey shit? No. I know you hate James Corden, so you'd say yes to this. I don't hate James Corden. I just don't like him. <laughs> that's why I don't like cats, as well, isn't it? I forgot he was in there. That. <laughs> that's why it got crap reviews. Uh, no, got sixty-one percent. So sixty-one percent of our listeners like Gavin and Stacey. Good I people. watched it for the first time ever. on Wait, Christmas what? Day. You've never seen it before? No. And I, I was not impressed. No, I've got to say. that's what you need to watch them all because. The delivery of jokes and stuff, it, it, just it all was very up. funny. Uh, very quickly, Justin, can we do the Craig Bryson Pub Quiz? Very quickly. Very quickly, because this has been a long episode and we really need to get through this. It being very quick is down to you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, the Craig Bryson Pub Quiz, Justin has six clues for me about a random championship legend. He has made at least 200 championship appearances and will have played relatively recently. First clue, please. I made 255 appearances, hitting 16 goals. An assisting 25 That sounds like Either a Actually no That sounds like A midfielder So I'm Going to Or oh, is it a midfielder I'm going to go John Brayford No No Not Weird It uh, sound like An attacking fullback I played for four teams In the championship Which include Gillingham and Norwich You played for Gillingham In the championship Did this Crikey game. I don't even remember When Gillingham <laughs> Gillingham were last in there 03-04 was there Last season I think Was it Might have been 04-05 What was the other one uh, Norwich Norwich Darren Huckabee No Don't think he play for Gillingham No I started out at Spurs And made my professional debut for Swindon Town Could you read the second clue to me again quickly Played for four teams in the Championship Which include Gillingham and Norwich Okay But Swindon Town was in Division Was in League One Yeah Okay yeah. Uh... next one I achieved three promotions from the Championship. One for Hull and two with Burnley. Ooh. Somebody who's played for Hull, Burnley and Norwich. I'm going to avoid Norwich from the equation. Okay. And stink with Hull and Burnley. I can't think of anyone who's played for both of them. Dave Jones? No. No. I'm currently playing in League One at Fleetwood Town. Ross Wallace? No. Oh, is he at Fleetwood? He was. I'm not sure if he still is. My my knowledge of Fleetwood's uh, squad at the moment is oh, <laughs> in. Rec- I recently the did an FM save with Fleetwood, so I know very oh, right okay, well. Okay, there you go. Uh, last clue. Oh, cry. I'm best known for my spell at Burnley and was released at the end of the 2017-2018 season after eight years with them. This is Mr Burnley, but not Michael Duff. Say that again? I'm best known for my spell at Burnley, and was was released at the end of the 2017-2018 season after eight years. Eight years at Burnley? Eight years at Burnley. He arrived in their first Premier League spell. Eight years. You know that uh, meme of Paddy McGuinness. Saying, eight, eight grand. Eight, eight years. years. <laughs> um, am I going insane? Eight years. Eight years at Burnley. Two promotions with them. He was a mainstay in their mid- When did he leave? Uh, 2017, 2018. He was a mainstay in their team. Played. Pretty much every game. What? (laughs) I don't know. I give up. Dean Marnie. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) I always forget Dean Marnie exists. Sorry, Dean Marnie, if you're listening to this, but I forgot you existed. Eight years. Eight years. Played a few games for Spurs as well in the Premier League. Remember scoring with Screamer. You uh, played year. for Norwich. On loan, <sighs> Angeligan on loan, Swindon on loan. I tried to throw you off these loans because you, you, I'm bitter. I'm bitter about the Barry Bannon one. Yeah, I, I did you proper there. Did you proper? Right, Justin. This has been the second tier podcast. Thank you for listening. I know it's been a bit of a different episode, but. We've uh, given it a bloody good go, haven't we? Yeah, and, you know, if you can if you can tune in over New Year, that'd be, that'd be perfect. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We a have great got, tonic. Yeah, we have got our special episode coming up of the top ten championship players from the last decade. We'll be giving to you that very soon. Your speech has been terrible tonight. <laughs> I know, I'm clearly <laughs> suffering from the numerous bits of chocolate, alcohol... And turkey. And turkey that I'm still trying to get through at this very stage. But it's been a good episode. I've enjoyed it. Have you? I have, yeah. Good. I hope the listener has enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening, listener. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening.